hello and welcome to What Are You Into? I am your host, Kelly Hudson. This is the show where we talk about sex openly, frankly. We have curious conversations. You're in the right place if you want to hear some interesting shit. I am so excited about our guest this week. My guest's name is Yael. She is studying social work with a focus on human sexuality. She is obsessed with humans, curious about humans as much as I am. I've got a couple links in my um, show notes with things we talked about on the show, so check those out. Also a link to her project that she's done in grad school that sort of studies female anatomy, which I found to be hilarious, beautiful, inspired, informative please check out those links. Um, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Yael is also a choreographer, a brilliant choreographer, very expressive. If you've seen, um, you can see her Instagram and see some different really cool dances she does on Instagram. And, um, you know, her work has focused on human behavior in the past, and she's sort of laser focusing in on help, helping people you know, deepening her study in that, getting her master's at Columbia. This is something I've thought about a lot, is like going back to school, studying human sexuality, studying social sociology, and it was really cool to get to talk to her about what she has discovered in this process. So yeah, I hope you guys like this episode. Something we talked about in this episode in particular is about why puberty isn't celebrated in our culture, why there isn't more of a focus on how sacred that whole process is for women and men, um, and how I feel like it would just bring such responsibility in like a good way for young adults, you know, to know how sacred this, you know, transformation is. I don't know. It's it's food for thought. It's something we talk about a little bit on the podcast and something I'm thinking about a lot lately. And maybe you should think about it too. Why isn't it considered incredibly important and beautiful? And why don't people focus more on how cool it is? And it's more this sort of like, shameful under wraps like personal like you know it's definitely not a community focus for people man that has got me thinking a lot lately anyway I hope you like the episode I hope you like the new music I worked with a friend of mine John Haskell um, on this music he also has his music project is called Plesh Moto um And he does some really brilliant music, and I love the music he made for me. Uh, The music I was using before this, well, first I had my friend John Daly made the squirt, you know, music. And then my brother and I were working on some music together, and then my brother got too busy. So I hope you like the new music. Let me know. And guys, if you like this podcast, if you like What Are You Into, please rate it on your podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, please rate this podcast and subscribe if you haven't already. And guys, I beg of you this week, tell a friend 
about what are you into. It's my goal to reach a bigger audience. I really want to reach more people with the show and I really enjoy doing it. So yeah, I hope you guys all enjoy the episode and I hope you're having a good week. Okay, welcome, Yael. I'm so excited to have you on What Are You Into? Thanks Yay. for coming. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Yay. So you and I know each other through my one of my best friends, uh, Arthur Meyer, who's actually been on the show. He's one of my friends that, yeah, I feel the most comfortable talking about basically anything with, and that's kind of what the show is about. Um, and you're a friend of his and he mentioned to me that well okay also I know who you are because you choreographed he and his wife's wedding dance yes (laughs) and it was so good and I just want to say congratulations oh my god thank you so much I want to go back to that memory every single day Uh, and, and thank god they recorded it beautifully yeah, so we all get to go back to the memory. Whatever we need to. <laughs> Truly, um, yeah. So there's videos online, guys. I'll link in the in the show notes if you want to check this out. It was so good. Uh, mm-hmm. They got married in Iceland. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. So he mentioned to me also that you have been studying um, human behavior, sociology, sex stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Yes. What exactly yeah, I, are you studying right now? Um, so right now I am getting my master's in social work, um, which was a decision made during the pandemic and oh, wow. did like I was a, gonna ask. Mm-hmm. I mean my so my undergrad was in psychology and in dance. And so like as you mentioned, I'm also a choreographer and I've always been like obsessed with humans, like the any of my dance stuff has always been like about human behavior and like weird stuff people do. So that's always uh, been an obsession. And then during the pandemic, I mean, I'm only now processing all of that decision making and everything. So it's kind of like interesting to talk to you now about it. But um, I just like the, the, the drive to like help people heal. Like that's always been something I've been has felt natural to me. And it just sort of clicked. And I started school um with the hopes of like I I don't know I'm kind of leaving myself a little bit open but um I know that I'm like attracted to helping like um couples or people in in any kinds of relationship to each other and sex and all of that has always just been such a interesting zone um and so that's kind of what I'm trying to focus on right now through social work so social okay so social work And yeah, when I think of social workers, I kind of think of like city employees who kind Mm -hmm. of have to intervene during like, I don't know, like in a children's hospital or something, if they suspect, um, I don't, I'm, I'm thinking about like movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Abuse. Like I'm thinking about what I've, where I've seen social workers like in movies and media and stuff is like that situation. Um, and you're not wrong. That is like a huge like component. I did not I, I have to be totally honest I'm I learned about social work through the process of applying Doing and it. seeing that it was like a path I could do right. um and being in school I've realized like how broad it is like there's people who are interested in in law there's people who are interested in becoming therapists but it's all under this like big umbrella of of 
people and helping people and also people within their environments and recognizing that like the environment has this huge impact on how we like what our mental state is what our ability to like thrive and do things so changing both the environment and supporting the individual versus mm -hmm. just the more psychological approach which I think goes much more person out <laughs> right outward in um oh, that's so interesting yeah so, yeah, so it's been wild to be in a yeah, to be in a program that like everyone is obsessed with helping people, but just in very different ways um, and very like supportive. Like I've just never been somewhere where everyone's like, yes, like I care about your emotions and how you're feeling. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's incredible. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Especially you live in New York, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of an that for me when I lived in New York felt like a hostile environment a lot of the time. Not that there weren't extremely beautiful, tender human moments happening all the time as well. But it just was like, oh my God, it, it feels like everyone's mad at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. so to like come into an environment where everyone's extremely like, and also jobs. I had so many jobs in New York too, where it was just like, uh, I wasn't like, treated the best you know and people right. didn't treat each other the best so it was like nice that's nice to that must have been great to like get into an environment like that and that reinforces this idea that you have about an environment helping someone yeah yeah that's so cool. no it's so true and especially yeah work environments can be so uncaring mm -hmm, <laughs> so i totally. hear you yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so you kind of got into it with the idea of helping people, right? That was sort of the first idea or like, um, is that the thought process? Yeah, that was, I mean, sort of like, a, I don't, I just feel like I've always naturally wanted to like been gravitated towards like listening to people and wanting to support and just, I don't know, like being a non-judgmental presence for like all my friends I feel like or I hope that's what I've done it's funny now I'm like so in my head anytime I'm with my friends because I'm like am I am I being too therapy -y? but I'm like no but I'm just being myself but I was like now I'm just totally. like it's funny being starting to do something you like then question everything about yourself yeah. um wow. that once felt natural so that's kind of the place I'm in now where I'm like this was like you went to this and like and my interest in sex and everything felt so organic. And now that I'm focusing on it, I'm, it's like, uh, I'm having, I don't know, it feels like outside of me sometimes, but, um, yeah. Totally. Totally. Wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> the way you were saying that reminded me not only of our friend Arthur, cause he's totally mm. kind of who I go to for like a neutral, um, advice person and like when I first met him I remember my husband now <laughs> Dan and Arthur were best friends and mm. I remember we were struggling because um I had fallen in love with Dan and I was still with my mm. ex and Dan was like, mm. um, you know, a great person to talk to would be Arthur. He's mm. like super, super neutral and like can help you through this. Of course, he like wants what's best for me, but he like he's honestly going to tell you what sounds right to him. And like yeah. that was the first like really deep conversation I had with him was like what to do about this whole thing. I love that. And that makes <laughs> so that much great? sense. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like he had this sort of sage advice 
I don't remember exactly what he said, but just kind of this, like, if it's supposed to work out, it it's going to, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the same advice I would give anyone now, you know? Like, right. if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If right. it's supposed to work out, it's going to. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of just like have to let the flow happen. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I try to be that for my friends and I totally relish that opportunity to be someone for my friends that they confide in. Um, Mm. I love this show for that reason too. Mm. Not that I'm being confided in, but, but that people are opening up to me and I'm, I'm figuring Mm. out new things about people. I think that's Mm. like why Arthur put us in touch to talk and like why Mm. you're on the show is because we obviously have these things in common. And then we also have this focus on sex. Um, So I was wondering, you're Mm -hmm. into human sexuality and I'm wondering, has that always been the case or has that sort of been something you've laser focused on throughout this process with school? Yeah, I think I've always been like, I'm trying to think even like I was before going on here, I was like, what is the drive? And like earliest memories I'm like trying to remember is like literally reading those, you know, in the back of Cosmo, they had like the sexy stories. Uh Um, And that just, (laughs) I was like, that feels like a very early memory of like, just well, one, like reading those with like my female friends and just like always just like that to me is the most interesting topic is like anytime anyone has, anything sexual to talk about I'm just like yeah like uh, yeah basically Um, if anyone wants to talk about food or sex I'm like let's do it (laughs) I'd love to talk about food for an hour too (laughs) yes and like I don't know if it's I'm I'm pretty sure and was pretty like late developing and I don't know if it has to do with that of just being like watching people sort of like become sexual in a way that was like what are y'all doing? Like that <laughs> felt kind of like the, the what I was experiencing. Um, so yes, I think I was always just like so intrigued. Um, and now I feel like, well, okay. So I've been in a relationship with my husband for 11 years and we've been married five years. And it's been interesting because I feel like being in that relationship, which one is like my only relationship. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. But then like, yeah. <laughs> ever? Um, ever. Well, oh okay. God. Now I feel like I've offended. I'm like, now that I realize this is a public quote unquote, like conversation. There were like, like five loves of your life being like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I had like small little like boyfriend situations, but the kind that like lasted like a week or two, you know, mm-hmm. just that that re- this relationship has like, uh, because you have like, you know, you deal with sex as part of like, what you're going through and it evolves so much and it like bring or at least for me it brought up so much like uh both like (laughs) like yeah so many phases of like both you know feeling resistance or feeling like changing shifting things that I had to really like question and like figure out what like how was I built up to now be this person that feels and relates to sex this way like it kind of like forced an introspection um yeah and I don't this I think might resonate like it kind of I feel like a lot of women but I don't want to generalize but like for me sex in college which was mostly like one night stands like I felt like so comfortable in but looking back was like very performative it was like very this is such a fun like we're both desiring each other but it's like I'm not really getting any pleasure out of this like from the 
yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was like forced day, like, oh wait, what? who am I in sex? Now that I'm like in a relationship, it's like, you can't, the performative thing goes away after like a year. Right. Well, also like we were never <laughs> asked, who am I? Like we were never asked yeah. that question. I think men were asked that question and it was sort of like, this is what you are. Mm. You know, we were told what we are. And then like, yeah. then we have to figure it out because we realized that that wasn't true. Um, yes. Yeah. I, it, I've had so much introspection too. And actually my husband and I have one year on you We're it's funny. We've been together 12 years and we've wow. been married for yeah. six, which is crazy. Nice. Yeah. So <clears throat> we've gone through so many stages too of trying to understand the dynamic better, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, once you evolve out of that initial stage, of like things being very easy sexually. Yeah. Then you're sort of like, well, what else is there? And like, I want mm-hmm. a lot more. And so we mm-hmm. have to kind of dig deep into like mm-hmm. what we both want. And that's been really hard, like super hard. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have trouble talking with my partner about sex. Like it almost feels like I'm talking to my parents about sex. Mm. Like, I'm just like, so because he knows me so well and it's like, I would feel so much more comfortable with a stranger right now. Like yeah. I would be able to tell that stranger exactly what to do, exactly what I wanted, my deepest, darkest secrets and desires. Like, right. And it's like, wow. wow. Okay. So of course that, that indicates a ton of shame. So it's I like, know, I know. so I'm just working through it because it's like, okay, yeah, the shame is there. It's ingrained. Many different parties involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe millions. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just like trying to unpack that and figure out what's next and what we're supposed to be doing. I know. Um, and uh, Yeah. Like unpack and be like, that's even one whole, like, how do you like, that self-discovery or like discovery with your partner but also then being able to communicate it feels like a whole nother yeah level so it's so many um yeah it's hard yeah yeah <laughs> have you guys ever talked about being open don't answer this if you don't want to oh uh, I yeah we so um I have like always or not always that's not true um maybe it's been like four years that I have sort of like realized that I'm like oh I think I you know, this being open in some way, like, you know, finding whatever right orientation is correct for us, like, would suit me. Like, I sort of feel like I don't, um, maybe also because like, I I can just see it happening and not being in competition with like the bond and the like, yeah, with our relationship as, as it is. And, um, Man, so funny. I was like, should I use his name? I mean, like everyone who knows me, like knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I'm like not a the big mystery secret. husband. The mystery, yeah. yeah. But um, but and and he's been like very um, we've like just kind of it's like an open tab in the relationship, and that like it comes up and we'll like talk about it. And I'm not like in any way trying to like pressure. It's just to me, it's like an interesting thought exercise because it brings up like well, why wouldn't you? And like, I think a lot of things from his side, which are very understandable, come in play in terms of jealousy and possession. And, um, but I'm also like, I think beneath those things is also a desire. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't think there was any of that, I'd be like, oh, we're like, you know, on different pages on this. But like, I sort of feel like, so anyway, that's been like, 
in the talks, but nothing that we've like moved on. Um, mm -hmm. The other mm -hmm. thing that I think we'll be able to talk about is like in recent years, figuring out that I'm bi or like by question mark, like I'm still saying out loud is still very new just yeah. because, yeah, like, um, and that being something like I didn't, you know, it, it's funny to like look back and be like, oh, there were all these little signs, but the environment wasn't there to support it being something I even thought about, given that I also had crushes on boys. So I wasn't like, um, I didn't have this feeling like something was off because I had so many like indications that I was like, oh yeah, you just like boys. And then You're now fitting like, into the default, the yeah. default is straight. The default is monogamous. Mm -hmm. So you're like, well, I'm fitting into this. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. I'm good. I'm normal, quote unquote. And yep. then it's like, hmm. <laughs> but also, <laughs> but also this. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been a while for me, you know, telling boyfriends or partners or friends that I'm by, but it felt so hard and so I I got so much like suspicion from people. Like, mm. okay, but you obviously, you know, like, kind of just yeah. like, mm, you're probably not, you know, yeah. just like, and like, really, whatever, by erasure, by denial, like, everyone goes through this. So many people who are bisexual go through this of just people mm -hmm. being like, mm, that's not real, or you're probably just straight, or, oh, are you just curious? You know, it's just, you're told so many things so yeah. that when you, like, try to talk about it, it's so hard. And then, like, being accepted by queer culture was also hard for me in a few different communities I was in, you know, in college and in my 20s. It was really hard to find my niche. And so I just kept kept, kept getting in that straight flow. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I think in recent years, it's been, I mean, I know that the percentage of people that identify for some as something other than straight is has skyrocketed for yeah. people because because the culture has shifted the language has shifted everyone's like of course you can be by mm -hmm. <laughs> and so many you know presumably straight people before that were like yeah so for me also it's like mm -hmm. very recent where I feel like super secure in that you know mm -hmm. and can say it That's without awesome. a, without a, even a hint of imposter syndrome you know like I'm finally getting to that point awesome. of like I belong here I'm of course I'm bi like and it's not crazy <laughs> I'm not crazy you're crazy <laughs> um yeah and also yes. yeah and at the same time sort of also feeling I know that's a slower journey for society but also sort of feeling like I can drift outside of the monogamous um presumption and mm -hmm. I mean yeah it's been a conversation for us since we got together but it's definitely been something in the last few years that I've been like yeah it's for sure gotta gotta be a part of our thing mm. and I, I I totally aligned with what you said too about the jealousy and the the feelings the negative feelings having something to do with desire like, mm -hmm. if you get underneath the feelings of, like, why they're being felt, it's because that partner mm -hmm. wants something more. And it's mm -hmm. like, hmm, let's figure out what that is. I like that. Yes. Totally. What's, yeah. Yeah. What's under the jealousy and all that. Right. And, like, what does it poke at, like, of maybe insecurities or wanting to feel desired or fear of not being desired by 
other people or like yeah. just body stuff, which like I know we like at least me and my sex journey like has it brought up a lot of thinking same, and same, feeling same. about my body. Same, 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 <laughs> um, same. And I'm like for men too, like it feels like there's so much there that doesn't get talked about. Um yeah. Um ask ask any man if they feel sexy or have ever felt sexy and you're gonna get a lot of like uh yeah no right <laughs> maybe for like two seconds one time when I was right. like, walking down the street with sunglasses on or something <laughs> or in the gym sunglasses you know key. I think I looked on reddit and I was like do men feel sexy and it was like no 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 <laughs> like, right. just a lot of men like no um I think you know, gay and bi men is a different story for sure. Mm -hmm. That like, you can, you can feel sexy if you're, you know, Mm -hmm. straight men just like, don't get that opportunity. Cause I've been thinking about about, like what makes me feel sexy. And like, there's often like, I'm like literally looking around at my disgusting apartment that is like a huge (laughs) mess. Like you're seeing the one window that is like fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like literally like, oh, this space doesn't make me feel sexy. Like things like, you know, today, uh, not to, and, uh, but all those things about like self-care I think can really play a role in feeling like connected to sensuality and I think a lot of men are told you're not supposed to care about that or that yes these are all feminine feminine qualities yeah and stay away from feminine qualities because feminine (laughs) qualities are mean you're like a woman and women are disgusting and god forbid (laughs) yes the worst thing you could be (laughs) yeah I love being able to track like almost all homophobia back to sexism you know yeah, and it's like oh it's well game. I just don't want to have this quality that is feminine because feminine is lesser than yeah that's yeah. terrifying so no. what do you okay so Arthur did tell me about something mm-hmm. you were doing that was oh, yeah. super interesting you know this conversation is for the podcast but also like me <laughs> personally wanting to pick your brain and I hate when people say pick your brain that's what I'm trying to do um he was telling me that you had like a group of men friends Mm -hmm. of yours and acquaintances Mm -hmm. that you kind of sent out a questionnaire to Mm -hmm. and were wanting to hear about their experiences with these things and I was like oh my god that is so interesting like I wish I'd like to be a fly on the wall to like get to hear this to I, I'm so fascinated by male sexuality mm-hmm. in general. I mean, obviously, female sexuality as well is like a whole other question mark to me. But male sexuality is just like, wow, what's going That is so interesting. Were there things that you learned in that process that you could share? Yeah. I mean, so essentially, I, um, I have all, like, I felt like as I navigate these questions, like I'll say that I've realized how uh, binary my brain thinking is about it and I'm trying to expand that but I know coming from a place of like I have a lot of female identifying friends and we have these conversations around sex over the years that have like mm-hmm. I feel um, been so helpful for my relationship like to be able to process like okay I was doing this and then I felt this and I don't know why but I feel so like I uh, you know like just like really getting into the nitty-gritty of like interactions and being able to have like friends be like yes I know what you feel and like why and just like kind of open that like uh oh like 
open what is the box of like normal because I think we're all want, walking around being like is what we're doing normal and just be like yes and like how can we move through it and I sort of felt that my sense was that a lot of my male identifying friends were not doing that and when I would talk or, or like Arthur's an example of someone who like we talk about sex but I was like do you talk with like other guys about sex and he's like no, no. No. Yeah. And that seemed to be the resounding like answer. Um, and so I really wanted to get a group of guys together. And I, I it was all very like, I don't know what I'm like, you know, I'm this is new for me. Like, I know I'm also like here in this Zoom room. It was on Zoom. Like, so I know I'm also influencing this, but like I want to try and like open this box and see if dialogue could emerge. Yeah, um, it feels like a 90s TV show from MTV, honestly, like, <laughs> that I would have watched, like, so closely, because oh I, I was very into MTV in the 90s as a kid, Hell yeah! just because it was, like, we had, a, there was a lot of sexy programming, there was, like, the grind, sex in the 90s, um, like, all these interesting reality shows, the real world, of mm. course, and then... Just like, yeah, they, they would get like a room full of guys together to talk about sex. But I feel like it would be a lot more surface than what happened in your room, you know, in 2021 or whatever. Yeah. And we, I will, a few, like, I love all the guys who have been a part of it. And they've been, I've, one, my fear going in was like, everyone's going to be silent. And I had like a million different, like, you know, prompts and things Ice and journaling. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, turns out that was not the problem. Like, Oh, talking awesome. was very free flowing, which was like lovely. Um, I'm still like, I'll be totally like candid with you. And if anyone who's listening, who's part of the the group, uh, they'll know, but um, there's a few like caveats to like this group that I'm trying to figure out if it makes sense. So for one, these are all like partners of my very good friends. So like <laughs> if they go into detail, we all know who they're talking about. Like there's a, it's not this kind of more, yeah. I wonder if that, like, yeah, influences safety and... Right. This isn't, like, an official study of, like, yeah. completely randomized, diverse, you know. Right. This is, like, kind of a homogenous group <laughs> that you're very close to. <laughs> that they yeah, are all, like, my good friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, very... So, and I know that that's part of it, but I'm still, like, I'm still really happy that we're, like, going on this exploration, and I might yeah. further it with, like you know, a group that more self-selects because they want to talk about this. But it's been interesting still to hear, like, um, just like the like we did a little exercise on, like, what are the rules of masculinity? And, like, we kind of, like, put them on the board. And it's, like, nothing, like, that you were, like, whoa, I didn't expect to hear that. But it's just, like, interesting to have just, like, a little reflection on that and why, like, talk of sex when that came up of like do you like why why not talk of sex like this idea of it being like locker room talk and very um bragging or um like disrespectful was more like you know we know that is not something we want to do like these like that's not part of who they are and I was like that makes sense right so it was like more like okay how what is conversation of sex though 
where you where it's not that like where it's because right. that's you yeah. know i mean most of my sex conversation is not that exactly <laughs> like, it's not like oh he was so good and his dick was so big yeah <laughs> like and i can only get i only get really hot partners so you know yeah. that's not that's usually not what i'm talking about with my girlfriends and exactly. it's funny that that's like kind of the default for men, and they're like, "Well, I don't want it that. That's not right. respectful. That's so interesting." Yeah, and I was like, "I understand that." And that uh, I've been like, um, I read this book um, all about love. Is it around here by Bell Hooks, which is like really interesting. She's kind of like defining and giving like more structure to this like thing that we leave in such mystery, but we all want. Um, mm. And um, she was talking about like like. I don't know when, like, but like with waves of feminism, like men, ag- like siding with a kind of like putting away of toxic masculinity of like, or like, or certain men who are like aligned with like, I don't want those qualities. And like, same with like this particular group of guys, I think is not ones that would be like in the locker room, like, you know, act like um, talking in that way. And so like, there's this like, defining of masculinity it feels like of rejecting that but now what I'm curious about is like what is a like could there be a stepping into something else yeah what's the new definition of masculinity like what do they want to build together exactly I think that I like this I mean obviously yeah we mentioned that this isn't like an official study Mm -hmm. or I think it's a good start though and like a great instinct and like I just think about how valuable this kind of conversation would be with male identifying and female identifying people at a younger age. Mm -hmm. Like what if this was part of sex education was this kind of talk of like, what do you see as masculine qualities? What do you talk about with your, you know, male friends, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And like, figure out what's going on there and then yes, also having, you know, trans people be part of these conversations Mm -hmm. That would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> what if sex yeah. ed could could incorporate that kind of talk? Because I feel like I didn't... I remember we got to, like, submit questions in sex ed. Obviously, sex ed in this country is a fucking joke. Um, but, like, I remember getting to sl- submit questions. Maybe we got to raise our hand and talk, you know, because it was just girls or whatever. But I don't remember mm. ever being, like anyone asking me anything about my sexuality because especially women's sexuality, I think is just like, let's just pretend it doesn't exist (laughs) and then maybe it won't. (laughs) Right. Right. And just tell them that they can't and that they shouldn't. And then it might disappear because it makes us all very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that a little girl could have sexual feelings it's really scary for people yeah (laughs) it's like a signal it's like a small signal of their power I think that's why Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true because like to have like well because desire even like or or like any like the like ultra traditional feminine like model is like you're meant to like receive and accommodate and so it's like that having a desire is like a revolution (laughs) um yeah totally I would love yeah I'm very interested in like remodeling all of sex ed to Mm -hmm. like I so I I don't quite I I keep bouncing these ideas around of like how do you like because 
to me, it comes down to just vulnerability. And like, even like we were talking about, like we've been in relationships for a long time and it's still hard to like really say the hard things or the, the, the sexual things or the like kinky things. Like it's still so like awkward. Like there's yeah. still the body clams up. So like that vulnerability, if that can be taught, like yes. groundbreaking. Yeah, totally. Dan Savage always talks about, do you listen to Savage Love at all? Or have I do a little bit. I haven't, I ha- I need to listen to more, but yeah. I've been listening for so long. Like I'm just, I feel like <laughs> I know his answer to any like phone call at this point, but like mm-hmm. he, um, he always says like, do not bring your kinks to your partner as if you're like telling them you have terminal cancer. <laughs> like, right. I like anal you know and it's just like <laughs> and the partner's just like wow okay you know like I don't know how to deal with this because you're obviously having a hard time it's right. such a like better but it's so hard not to mm-hmm. it's like it's you're you're taught to be like well anything out of the norm is going to be a fucking problem so mm. here's this thing maybe you can help me maybe you can't oh, that's fine whatever you know and it's just like mm-hmm. no it is important and being mm-hmm. able to talk about it is important. And yes, having that be something that's part of our education would be so fucking valuable. <laughs> so much more than like, I know this is going to be an ignorant thing to say, but like international geography for one, like that doesn't come into play as much as human sexuality does for me. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not laying in bed being like, an yeah. border between. Yes. Um. Yes. Which one is... Is it Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic? Um, If only I could remember. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, it is so fucking silly just that it was like a week. It was a week of education, you know? For you, sex ed, (laughs) wait, sex ed was a week? Must have. I think it was, it was like nothing. It it was like a blip in the school year. I don't remember it being very much. It was fourth and fifth grade. And I think that was it. How was it? Maybe a little in middle school. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. It was mm. never like, yeah, an immersive experience for us <clears throat> in little old Texas. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. That was gonna, I was going to ask. Cause it's mm-hmm. so, yeah. 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 Abstinence was definitely thrown around quite a bit. I think. That's intense. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. So what have you, what are you learning about now in particular? Are you in any particular classes right now that you're liking and learning new things about? So I'm starting, I'm in summertime and I'm starting the semester in September, but um, I did a human sexuality class last semester that was like, honestly, so wonderful because, um, well, one, I will say there was a lot of creative components involved where you could do assignments in creative ways which just from an educational standpoint really I really appreciate um because it it does bring up so much more like so a few things that I thought were really cool um we had to do this like um well I, <laughs> I can send you the video later but we had to do a model of a of some sexual organ and I did like a vulva and made a video of it and like Sometimes I like people are like, this is your grad school, like assignment. And I was like, yes. And it's the most meaningful work of my lifetime. Like, please don't judge. Um, Not to mean this. Yeah. But just because it like it, 
it seemed so kind of surface level. I also was like, oh, fun. But like what, you know, making a 3D model, like what is that going to do? But it genuinely made me, one, have to really figure out the vulva and like actually like, (laughs) for lack of a better word, like stare at it in the face and be like, okay. And like understand like what I chose and what I didn't choose, like how I was even hyper perfecting the the visual element and it didn't necessarily look like mine like it was just like lots of like interesting like oh it it, like brought up things that were really interesting um and brought up like I showed it to so many people and so many people had like for one didn't know the information in the video like did not know those components so what were you actually showing in the video were you showing someone's anatomy or like some model no it's like very like think of like a muppet (laughs) like cloth like you did like a felt yeah it had like all with yeah with like some gummy components (laughs) so like squishy um all like dollar store finds basically right oh Um, that's so cool so it was like a RuPaul's Drag Race challenge (laughs) oh yeah exactly now I'm like I want a full suit I gotta okay oh my god why has no one done a like pussy suit on RuPaul's Drag Race are you fucking kidding me queens yeah hello send some letters (laughs) yeah yeah Um, that's amazing yeah and the other thing in class though that has been like really eye-opening at least for me and like I think for a lot of us of like even you mentioned it but like we swim in like heterosexual monogamy like societal like messaging Mm -hmm. um and like it's funny because like now there's so much like pushback from certain people of like the kind of representation coming around I'm like don't you see though the ocean we're swimming in but like whatever yes. anyway that aside like it's a um, different ocean people yeah um the class like had some like we had an entire class on um different kinds of relationships polyamory like this sort of like relationship or like romance rules that we've been handed and sort of like she put them up on um on the board or on the zoom or whatever and it was like oh yeah this is the this was the messaging I was given of like what romance is and like you know one partner that fulfills all these things and if you are looking outside of that partner something's wrong with the relationship like all these like rules that you don't realize are just like so yeah that have been hand yeah and are not how it has to be or, or it can just be so much more personal that, that's oh, yeah. More like I, you yeah. can tailor it completely yes. to yourself exactly. and to your partner. And like the looser and the more flexible you can be, the longer your relationship can last. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's like that if you can be loose and flexible and not not that you're like conforming to the ideas that you're against or whatever but like mm-hmm. <laughs> look at those ideas why do you have them you know what i mean yeah. like it's recognize it's, that they are beliefs yeah yes yeah. that they are beliefs that they are not necessarily real things they are all born from constructs mm-hmm. that we were yeah that we've been swimming in and breathing totally well you said it's like because I, because even you know, I, I think there is a lot of openness now happening in relationships and polyamory, and like I think also like, um, just like even if that is not the right, if that's not fitting right, questioning why or why, like I don't know, just what you said made me think of like, um, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, we all have to move towards 
X kind of model because that again would be like a forced sort of experience. It's totally. more just like, yeah, like why do you or do you not want and actually taking some time to think about the fact that like monogamy is a choice, heterosexual, like all these things are um, that have been handed as a script, like, and same with like gender and the way that you are expressing your gender, like. Uh, yeah just to like question and feel like and maybe you'll land on like yeah I fucking love this because it's yeah. me and you know and that's great but maybe totally. there's other stuff yeah yeah maybe I fucking love monogamy <laughs> it's very funny to me for someone to be like I love monogamy yeah. oh my god I love to be like the missionary position is my job fantastic for the rest yeah. of my life every night um that's what I want yeah <laughs> Wow. That's so, yeah, I think a really good word for it is just like open, like open, mm. open is very all encompassing. A mm -hmm. lot of people I think misconstrue that to be boundaryless. And that's of course not true. That's like understanding your ba boundaries, learning your boundaries, setting them up. Um, yes. And of course, investigate, like looking closely at them and understanding them. Um, yeah. And it's like, but then on top of that, like, open the fuck up. Like, do not be scared, folks. Like, there's some cool shit coming your way. There's some scary <laughs> shit, but there's some really cool shit. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, I love that. So, where do you, I forgot, where do you go to school? <laughs> um, I don't think I even put it. I go to Columbia. Um, okay. I've not okay. That's been what I to thought. campus. Yeah. Right. I'm like, so you've so been on Zoom, Zoom yes. Columbia. You're going to go to campus yeah. in the fall? Yeah, it That's seems exciting. like we're, yeah, I'm really pumped. I'm like to be in a classroom and uh, yeah, it's hard to like focus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like go to school. That's so yeah. cool. And yeah. like, do you have, did you have like kind of a, like a job in mind going into this or are you just sort of like, I really want to learn more and feel that out? I like, I um working with like, people in relationships and in a sex therapy context is definitely something I'm like, okay, that feels right. But I'm like, I'm leaving, I'm trying to leave it very open and get like, just to yeah. let myself be like influenced by, cause, cause the idea of sex ed stuff also, I was like, I don't know if I want to work full time, like in a school, but finding ways to open that door. I, I think I just have always felt so connected to like 12 year old or like, you know, um there's a part of me that like Arthur and I talk about this all the time too because like I always like my stories and stuff like everything comes back to there and I'm just kind of like obsessed with that time 12 think, yeah yeah so there's part of me that wants to speak to that or be with that group but I'm not sure yet so but that's yeah. um yeah I think like those it's such a magical age group it's such a mm -hmm. like I feel like so many people are like Oh, middle school. I don't know. Those, mm -hmm. they, I was an asshole in middle school. They're assholes. And it's like, maybe for the first few days, but then it's like all kinds of magical stuff comes up. Um, I think that show Pen15, I didn't watch all of it, but like the first few episodes, it, it captures it so perfectly. This like horny, but still playing with calico critters phase of your life. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm 100% 
not over my Barbies, but I'm also like fully fantasizing about like hooking up with people. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so cool. It's cool. It's magical, yeah. and I feel like it's so much more painful for people than it needs to be. Of course, it mm. is physically painful. It is yeah. emotionally painful. It is like when I went through pregnancy. I felt like I was going through a second puberty. I was like, oh, this is what it was like. I'm doing it again. Like, because you have all these emotional craziness and like, um, you know, physical craziness. And you're like, oh, my God, what's happening to me? What's happening to my body? You know, like the perception, the people staring at you. You're just like, fuck, stop (laughs) looking at like everywhere I went. People are like, you're pregnant, you know, just like this magnet. And that's how I felt as someone getting tits. Like, it was like, it was such a painful time. But what I was about to get into before I talked Mm. about how painful it was, was Mm. that it it is a magical time that I feel like it would be so cool if it was celebrated. And I'm not just talking about bar bat mitzvahs. I'm not talking (laughs) about, like, sweet sixteens and quinceañeras. I'm talking about, like, I don't know, something... I'm just imagining something like just to for those people to know those not children, not adults to know mm-hmm. that this is like a magical special time and it's like yeah. kind of cool and it doesn't yeah. have to be awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's oh, everything you said was so fascinating. Cause like, so <laughs> yes, like that weird, cause that transition, I'm using quotes for the, mm-hmm. for the pod <laughs> for them to know. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah because like it does feel it's like we're so uncomfortable with childhood sexuality even though we all know that it's not like a switch that turns on when you're 18 and you're like I'm a fully sexual being like it's like this weird progression that happens um and now I'm even I'm like it's so weird like you're talking about like the discomfort with the body starting to be seen differently and suddenly you're like oh I have to I feel like there's a lot of like, I have to throw away childhood. Like I want to distance myself from that. And I remember feeling like I really wanted to be like, you know, always looking forward in that way. And now as like a 30 year old, I'm just like, how do I bring childhood back? <laughs> you know, like that is the most important work I feel like I'm doing is trying to bring bring yeah. that back. So it's yeah. like interesting that we like create this sever. And I'm curious, you were just like, with pregnancy and this other like big transition and people that feels very public it seems of like people suddenly first it seemed like it was like if let me know if this resonates but like they were seeing you as like when you're getting your boobs you're like now you're a sexual woman being and now it's like oh now you're a mother you are part of like public property of like we we are invested in what you're about to do with that thing that's in you (laughs) so invested like I live in a neighborhood full of like disinterested old folks and suddenly their all eyes were on me I'm like oh now I exist now I'm worth Mm. something to you like I'd go to and also with a tiny baby or with you I got talked to everywhere I went and mostly it was polite conversation of like oh he's adorable blah 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 um but at one point my son got these like crazy goose eggs on his forehead mm. um he, what do you call it hematomas mm. from bonks you know he was bonking his yeah. head constantly he had a huge head <laughs> getting bonked he's so <laughs> so active 
So we found out later he has hemophilia and all this stuff, mm. health issues. But at the time, we didn't know what was happening, and he just had these huge bonks on his head. And anytime I'd go into public, it was like, what happened to him? Well, what are you going to do? Well, um, and I'm like, I don't know yet. Like, I I'm, I don't want to give you... You're just some old man at Costco. Like, get the right? fuck away from me. Oh I was God. like, yes, 100% public property. Like, you, mm. you have a child or you're pregnant, and it's like this weird human response that I've... I hate to target the older the older people but it was it was very it was culturally acceptable for that age group to come to me mm. you know they felt that it was acceptable to come up to me and talk to me about all this shit and it was yeah. so fucking crazy to be like you guys didn't care about me for the last 25 <laughs> years sure yeah when I was going through puberty yes I also got a lot of old man stares <laughs> Here right. we are. We're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give a shit about me for 25 years, and That's, suddenly I'm oh like a relevant woman. Oh my god, it's so interesting. Yeah, it's like yeah, public property when yeah. you're pregnant. It's really wild. It, it did make me at at certain times, especially when I was really big about to pop. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm so like I remember breaking down in therapy like. I don't want to, I don't want to be looked at. I don't want to, mm. I, I really just want to disappear. I remember when mm. I first moved to New York, I lived in New York for eight years before I moved to LA. Mm -hmm. And when I first moved there, that was like the appeal of New York was going somewhere and disappearing and into the human experience. And I don't know what that was about or like, you know, mm. like why, mm -hmm. but it didn't work out. Like, New York is full of cat callers. Like, it, was like, it didn't work out. And it was like that again, you know? It's like, right. yeah, a lot's coming up for me right now. But yeah, it was like yeah. the last, those last stages of, of pregnancy, I was just sort of like, I just want to be invisible. I don't want to have this anymore. There's no way to hide this huge tummy. And everyone right. looks. And right. I think everyone thinks I'm so cute. And like, I know I find pregnant women adorable. And I'm like, ee! you know, <laughs> but it sucks to be on the receiving end sometimes. You're just like, right. I don't want to be the focus of society right now. Just let oh me my God. That is so, yeah. Black curtain around me for a while. Right. <sighs> yeah, I'm like, even I'm like, I don't, I, most days I'm like, I want to just go to the supermarket and not have to like look anyone in the eye right now. Like this is one of those days. And it's like, I can't even imagine. Yeah, <laughs> being, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't, you can't disappear. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> so, so what are you into, Yael? What is your shit? What do you like? What do you find sexy in your person? What do you find ex exciting in your personal sex mm. life? <laughs> mm. Big um, questions. Big questions. Yeah. Over the years. Doesn't have to be right now. Just over the years in general. Yes. Good questions. Um, I like being silly, like, and being and like laughter and like being like connecting and like having a really fun weird laugh time Ugh. is definitely what is like the time when I'm most like yeah I could do I could go yeah. into this shit now Same. <laughs> yes and yeah, yeah. And it's so I've like definitely told Jacob or whatever 
again, he's not anonymous. Um, um, I'm like, those are the moments when I'm like, I could, I could see it happen. You know, like it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cause it's the connection. It's like quality time. Like, and we've all done those quizzes on like your love language or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's definitely that where I feel like we're, yeah. Like, like yes. Anding each other mm-hmm. in a sort of like fun way. Um, also during quarantine, okay, this is slightly tangent, but I guess not really, but we got really into Zelda. Um, I had never like really been into a video game. Like this was my first time, like thinking about it all the time, wanting to play it all the time. And we were playing it together. So we were both the same Zelda. So we'd like pass the controller. And I was like, we've never done something like this together. Like it was so fun. And like, I'm like, yeah, that is, that is for Also sexy. Oh my yes. God. I love it. Wait, what is the character <laughs> named? The Zelda oh, character. Well, okay, sorry. Oh my What's god. What's his name? The little guy. His name is Link. Now everyone's Link. gonna come for me and be like, "Wait, what did you call him?" Zelda. Oh, oh, oh! Well, you like, called him Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, listen. I didn't know Link was a part of it at all until like the last five years, um, <laughs> and then I forgot his name immediately. So they should have called it Link, bitch. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that Link is like in the bedroom. <laughs> Link is in the bedroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The only oh, video yeah. game I've really gotten into was Animal Crossing, which I got really into it in college which was uh, almost 20 years ago. Um, And then um, got into it again this past year. But in college, when I did it, my boyfriend and I at the time would definitely, like, communicate through it. We would, like, send each other little presents and, like, notes and shit. It was ridiculous. Um, And then, like, totally bonded over it. And then... But just, like, two days ago, my husband brought home Zelda that he borrowed from a friend. (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) What were you? (laughs) Let the... Yes. Gushing. So excited. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So that... um, Yeah. So that's... I mean, like... So it feels so lame, but I'm like, when you've been in a relationship a long time, it's like the connection stuff where you're like actually connecting mm-hmm. feels yeah. really nice. Yeah. The <laughs> first conversation I had with my husband, it was like us chatting about Tim and Eric, how we both were mm-hmm. huge. Tim and Eric was still on TV at the time. Mm-hmm. We were both huge fanatics. Um, and like, we knew all the words to these songs from the show and we were like singing it to it. It was yes. insane. It was like one subway ride. We were like, yes, <laughs> laughing so hard. It was great. That was like, yeah, our initial connection was definitely weird laughing. And we still do it, folks. Yeah. It's the yes. best. <laughs> weird laughing it's is truly the best. the best. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Well, I love that you also through going to grad school have like a new relationship with your vagina <laughs> that's mm-hmm. really cool and yeah. now you have this like piece of video art to go along with it I hate to yeah. say it but that fucking episode of goop like really mm-hmm. got me thinking about my vagina and I'm like I'm so annoyed you. that I have to credit these assholes <laughs> I know I literally <laughs> every time I've like learned something from that series I'm like Ugh. yeah <laughs> I know. Fine, I'll get into Um, Wim Hof. Fine. (laughs) Yeah. 
At least I was into like ayahuasca shit before I watched that. Um, sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, definitely like learning about staring at like different things that you can do with your vagina and like staring at your own vagina mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. staring at other people's on that show. It was like, wow, I didn't know I needed this kind of um, permission or something. I don't know. Permission. Like gateway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ga- yeah. Like a, a gateway to being interested in my own vagina and other people's. It's like... <clears throat> I remember I've talked about this like a trillion times on this show, but the first time I was intimate with like another woman's vagina, mm-hmm. I <clears throat> I um, realized how many different sizes there are. Um, mm. We only talk about dick size really in our culture and we're obsessed with it. And I think it's so shitty, like the obsession mm. with dick size because it's like a per- person's anatomy they can't help um, yeah. or change. And even though there's tons of ads that say you can. Um, right. But I never thought about pussy size. And it's like the outside and the inside. It's like, mm. it varies drastically. That's so interesting yeah. to me. It's fascinating. Yeah. And yeah, like, and obsession with dick size helps no one. Like, no one likes it. <laughs> Women don't like it. Men don't like it. Like, no one is like, loves the obsession. Yeah. <laughs> well, it goes back to like the sex ed thing. I'm like, if it was about like, connection mutual pleasure like it is all about that and you it's probably this is where I'm like I think we all have different sexuality with different people like who you are sexually I love that I love that possibility that makes me want to have so many partners I know (laughs) because I I just I'm like I love my sexuality with Jake oh this is so funny he's gonna be like we might have to run this by him (laughs) anyway Ah! um uh but I'm like, oh, but this is ours. This is how we connect. And also we get to play with that. Like it doesn't always have to be the same. We can like, you know, we get to play with what our thing is, but mm-hmm. also how fun for you to like, you know, have that other thing where like, it might bring something out in you. And I'm like, I know I've had that. It's like, you bring something else. It's another, it's like, we're all these like multidimensional dice. And we like, know that we're allowed to like do that with like, oh, I suddenly have this interest in like knitting or, you know, I don't knit, but some people knit. Like you're like, you find something that you're like, wow, this was a corner I didn't know about myself. Right. And And it applies to sexuality too. Our sexuality sexuality has that many sides. Yeah. has so many sides to it. Yeah. Um, And the the talk about the different like vulvas and stuff. Like I definitely had like a coming to my vulva moment with the, um, um, project but I was like on shrooms and like staring at her <laughs> and was just like ye- like it was this moment of like I was like you're as my- much a part of my body as like my nose is like what and you're like this weird alien that like is just down there like what the hell it was like very eye-opening and I definitely Whoa. Oh, my- yeah so you stared at your pussy on mushrooms yeah that's amazing I've heard I've always heard like don't look in the mirror on mushrooms no one's ever like don't look at your pussy <laughs> I give do look at your advice. pussy I'm like do look at your pussy on wow. mushrooms. Um, yeah and all my female friends know this but I'm like I think we all need to show each other our vulvas I think it'd be really healthy I think that it would be good for us <laughs> that would I agree I would be so scared but I totally yeah. agree it would be like yeah. oh that's like your other face like 
I know your face so well, but I don't. There's, yeah. Yeah, I have, like, no idea what that looks like. It's <laughs> so cute. Yeah, it's yeah. so cute to imagine how, like, different they all are. Yeah. And also, I'm like, there's nothing down there that I wouldn't be like, oh, my God. Like, I'm in love, you know? Like, Yes, totally. Uh, yeah. And that would be really nice to hear, I bet, for all of yeah. us. Yes, I think yeah. we all need it. Something interesting too, happened. Then, yeah. Yeah. Something interesting happened to my vagina. All kinds of fun, or my vulva, actually. It, mm. All kinds of weird, fun things happen after pregnancy. But something I noticed, I kind of shaved the whole thing down <laughs> last summer and was like, oh, dang, the, the color has changed of the skin on my, like, vulva, like the outer labia. Mm. I'm like, this. it's like a darker, it's a darker color. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense because it was stretched to fucking infinity. <laughs> it was stretched 10 centimeters, I think is oh, how much. Yeah, it gets huge. And, and it's you mentioned like, you had wow. a big head. And then, yeah, it's an incredible, though, that it's like back, like it's it's back to its original like shape and size. I mean, of course, there's, I'm sure there's many subtle changes. But the mm. color, I was like, wow, that oh. is really interesting. No one's ever told me that that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is fascinating. Yeah, I never yes. heard that. I think yes. there's all these things of pregnancy that, like, no one talks about. No. Yeah, it's a big, dark secret. You can't learn until you get there, honey. Learn it the hard way. <laughs> it's so stupid. I hate it. I know. I hate, yeah. um, like, literally things I've learned now is I'm like, we're, we're thinking about beginning that journey. And, like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, you can lose your teeth? What? Like <laughs> Yes. Oh, here's something. I've yeah. never broken a bone in my life until the year after I had my baby, I fell on my tailbone roller skating and broke it. And oh they were like, God. Oh yeah, because your bones are brittle and like lose mass during pregnancy because they suck the life out of you. It's like what? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. You can get gingivitis, yeah, your teeth, your bones, your body. You like yeah. swell into this big beautiful thing and then you like your body just drains and you're like <laughs> <laughs> motherhood. Isn't it beautiful? Yes, isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Um wow. I have a friend who falls out. Stained, she stained her toilet seat blue and she was like, Wait, what the fuck? And then looked it up and that can happen when you're pregnant. Like her sweat was kind I'm of sorry. blue. What? Yeah. And there I... you go. <laughs> that is New interesting. Things. Yeah. That is very interesting. Oh my god. Alien shit. That is alien, alien shit. shit. Wow. Really. Okay. Okay. Yael, do you have anything you would like to add to our conversation? Mm. I thought this was very complete and so interesting. This is like kind of confirming that I need to go back to school. It's like, wow. This is awesome. I think you would love this it. This is all yeah. the shit that I'm into. And yes. it sounds like you're really growing and benefiting from it. Totally. I mean, um, I also feel this is very complete. I can talk to you for hours, though. This is wonderful. <laughs> um, it's all I ever want to talk about. I do recommend school or even like, okay, so just one small plug for just like finding worlds that you didn't know existed. Like I joined um, the Sexuality Caucus um, at, at um, the Social Work School, which is this like small group of like the most wonderful people who have like made me realize again what a bubble I was in of like yeah. the world and being like 
oh yeah there's like people who use kink for their trauma healing like I was like this whole world opened up so anyway highly even if it's not school like I don't Mm -hmm. know find find start a podcast yeah yeah that's yeah that's how I learned about that it's so fascinating I love it Oh, thank you so much for being on the show and thank have a great day. Me. And oh, I'd love to have you. you back sometime too. So, Anytime. audience, <laughs> keep squirting.